You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. I get a tweet from Jamie Stewart. And Jamie Stewart says, I respectfully disagree with Rothenberg ESPN. So he's very kind and polite in his uh, disagreement with me. Not, uh, and, and, and I'm going to disagree with his disagreeing. Not every Jets fan would trade Wilson for Daniel Jones in a, quote, millisecond. Wilson has been awful. Jones in year four is better, but clearly not the answer, in my opinion. Uh, I think everything you said is fair. Wilson awful, Jones better, i.e. It's, it's not even a debate. If you put Daniel Jones under center for the Jets, I think he'd be good. I think I, I think he'd be and, and you coached him properly. Now that's that's another thing, right? Is Lafleur coaching him to the extent that Brian Dable and Mike Kafka are? And and I don't know that we have the answer to that. But it, Daniel Jones is emphatically better right now than Zach Wilson. Like you, you hate to to beat up Zach when he's that Zach Wilson right now. People is uh, he, he's unplayable, and it goes bigger that he's unplayable sitting here now in Week Twelve. The question now is where do I go from here? Like, how does this play out? What I'm, I mean, you got to figure that Mike White's going to be at least serviceable tomorrow in the Jets win, right? Because if the, if the Jets, and I don't care how it happens, if the Jets lose this game tomorrow, something terrible has happened. I mean, tragic. Because I don't know that, that Justin Fields is going to play. And even if he does, he's not healthy. And the Jets' defense is not what you, you concern yourself with. And the Bears defensively are bad, and Mike White should be good enough that he can lead them up and down the field a little bit. And the Jets should be able to put up 20-plus points, which should lead you to a win in that game. So that's, that's for starters. Secondly, where, what, what are my next steps now? You tell me, like, what in a perfect world? No, not in a perfect world. In a realistic world, what, what happens moving forward for the Jets? Mike White's good, and he and he runs with with the quarterback job for the rest of the year, and you get into the postseason. Is that is that the ideal? Is that then Mike White goes out there and lays an egg tomorrow, and then you bring back Zach Wilson next week against Minnesota, and then against Buffalo, and then he's good, and then he runs with it for the rest of the year. Is it that Mike White is good enough that you get into the postseason this season, and then you move on from Zach Wilson at the end of the year, and you bring in fill in the blank? Heading into next season, like what I don't even know what the right thing is, and that's what makes this so damning for the Jets. Is you're right there, you know, and, and you hear this all the time. You hear it all the time, and that is, it happened earlier than you anticipated. Well, for this year for the Jets, it's happened earlier than it. The Jets are there. That's a good football team, really. Like the Jets are a good football team, and. The one piece missing is the big piece, though, and that's the quarterback. So do you go with Mike White? If he's bad, do you bring in Flacco? Like, I, I, and maybe I'm wrong. Like, if you, you know, brought Robert Sala behind closed doors and said, Coach, honestly, no, no one ever learns of what happens in this conversation. What, what, do you think, what do you think happens with Zach Wilson? Like, do you think he's got something, or do you think he's going to be an absolute Boston and you'll never get anything out of him? I have to figure. Now, he might put on the, the brave face and tell you that he looks at Zach and thinks he's the, the future and he's going to be the answer. But how could you have watched him for his career so far 
and look at him now and say to yourself, yeah, I see Zach Wilson as the future quarterback of the Jets. I mean, what, what has Zach Wilson done? And I know that the, I'll get a, a lot of people that say he, it's, it's, one, it's one year plus. He completed 55, I think it's 55% of his passes last season. 55% is, is, guys, it's really dreadful. And he had more interceptions than he had touchdowns, right? And this season, he's done the same. I mean, I, I get it, and we try to, you know, somehow put a, 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 a bow on this to make it look more attractive than it is. It's, it's really bad. So here's his numbers. In seven games last year, he completed his passes at 55.6%. And I, and I don't <clears throat> know the number in the league, but I tell you, on average, it's way higher than 55%. For 2,300 yards, nine touchdowns, and 11 interceptions. But you know what? Those numbers would be fi- fine if in year two you looked at it and it was considerably better and considerably different. But in year two, he's completing at a 55.6% clip, four touchdowns, five interceptions, and a QBR of 43.8, which is up from the 33.4 I saw last season. So he started and played 20 games. 3,600 yards, 13 touchdowns, 16 interceptions. I guess my question would be, how, how many guys go from those numbers 20 games in their career and it magically works out? I think he's done. And the question now is, where do I go from here? If I offer you a Jimmy Garoppolo, that, that's, a, that's a huge... But you think that there's not going to be other teams fighting for Garoppolo? If I offer you a Daniel Jones, if the Giants decide that they're not going to bring back Daniel Jones, or you get into a bidding war, like, is Daniel Jones the guy you want? You can't draft another quarterback. You can, for two reasons. A, you're ready to win now, and you draft a quarterback, and you're, you're not going to win now. And number two is, and I'm sorry, and I get it that he's smart, and I know he's made a lot of good moves. You can't trust Joe Douglas. You can't. And, and, and can I please get past the point of, well, they messed it up with Mark Sanchez and they're messing it up again with Zach Wilson. Mark Sanchez was mediocre. Mark Sanchez was not awful. Mark Sanchez led you to two AFC championship games. Zach Wilson is unplayable at the moment right now. So forget about should Wilson be playing. Wilson is not good. We know that. We've seen little from him. You're, you're not sold. I get it. That's not even the question at hand. The question at hand for me is where do I go from here? Am I riding Mike White the rest of the season? Am I going Mike White? And then if he's bad, am I going Joe Flacco? Am I going to turn it back over to Zach Wilson? What happens if I win games? How in the world can I turn it back over to Zach Wilson? And more importantly, and maybe we just don't know right now. But the most important question for me right now, as I sit here on November 26, 2022, and the Jets are 6-4, who's my quarterback next year? That right there will define every. And it, 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 there's no way 
that with a team that's this close, because really when, when you look at it, when you really truly look at it, this team's not far away, and this defense is good, and these receivers are good, and when Hall comes back, the running back is good, and the tight ends are good, and when healthy, the offensive line is good. There's no way you can trot Zach Wilson back under center next year. You just can't do it. So you have a, a whole mess on your hands. And how it plays out, I don't know. Now, I will say this. Outside of, and I know it's a, a big outside of, but outside of quarterback, like, they've done a really nice job with this team. They've put it together. They, they drafted well. Like, this draft, elite. Last draft, outside of the quarterback, elite. But again, there's not a lot of GMs that miss with the second overall pick and get to figure it out. Right? That doesn't that doesn't typically happen. So here we are. And the Jets are not see it's so much bigger than tomorrow against the Bears at one o'clock right here on ninety eight seventy. I mean it's so much bigger than that. It's what does Mike White look like? They 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 can't even make this guy the backup quarterback. He he he's so broken right now. And such a problem right now. It's not even like sit on the sidelines, watch the game, figure it out, and if something happens to the starter, we want you to go in there. It's, we don't want you anywhere near this thing right now. Go away. Watch and learn. And maybe at some point. Uh, the Honestly, I don't know. I don't know where it goes from here. I think you have to realistically think that he's probably, if not done, on the verge of being done, which stinks but in that same vein, have a little positivity because you like your GM and just because he swung and missed once doesn't mean that happens again. So that's the take on the Jets. We've been through the Giants. I think, again, Jets talented, Giants getting better quarterback play, which is saying a lot. Let's take a break. We'll come back. You know what time it is. It's time for the frenzy. 1-800-919-3776. Now, the beauty of the frenzy is you can go anywhere you want. You want to get into the Bills? Let's get into the Bills. Lions? We'll get into the Lions. Chiefs? Rams? Eagles? Cowboys? There's no, there's nowhere, nowhere that you can go in the NFL that is off limits. So 1-800-919-3776. The only rule, and you know it and I know it, we all are, are, are familiar with it, is we go quick. All right, this is not for the faint of heart. This is not for someone that ha can't handle the speed. We go quickly. 1-800-919-3776. Anywhere you want to go. And if you're hesitant to make the call, at Rothenberg ESPN on the Twitter. It's a frenzy. It's rapid fire. It's no greetings and salutations and hope you had a great Thanksgiving. None of that. It's rapid fire football questions next right here on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. It's time for a frenzy. <laughs> a football frenzy. You could say that 10,000 times and I'm it not. still wouldn't be enough. It fires me up, man. I love it. Say it one more time. A football frenzy. Any team, any player, any question. 
All right, Football Frenzy, 98.7 ESPN, brought to you by Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey. Uh, you know why? And you know, I mean, you love him, and he produces the, the Knicks and the Rangers, and this is why, and I give him a hard time. But Raymond J. Santiago walks in studio, and we chat for, I don't know, three to five minutes. And because he's a decent human being, he doesn't make mention of the Cowboys beating the Giants on Thanksgiving. Not, not even mention of it. Now, I know he's excited by it, and I know he also realizes that the Giants aren't at the level of the Cowboys, so it probably doesn't have the same excitement for him, but not mention. Why? Because he's at least a decent human being. And for that, I say thank you. So for all the times I beat him up and he gets all crabby about it, well, today I was decent, and he was decent. Here we go. Football frenzy. Football frenzy. Rapid fire. Every phone line is all lit up on Twitter at Rothenberg ESPN. Just so you know, and I know you know, but I have to tell you anyway, please, please write to your question. Otherwise, we'll hang up on you and it'll never be on air. Anthony, mail truck. Anthony, frenzy, go. If the Cowboys sign Odell Beckham Jr., does that make them the favorites in the NFC? No. And I, and I said this before, and I stand by it. The only reason I'll say no is because I don't envision them getting home field. So to go on the road and win a game, and then on the road and win another game, and then on the road and win another game, I, I think they could. I don't expect them to. So for that reason, I'll say no. Now, if somehow Philadelphia were to fall apart, and Dallas winds up with the one seed, and they sign Odell, and it's like beat I don't know, beat Tampa at home and then beat San Francisco at home? Yeah, you know what? I think they're probably then the favorites in the NFC. But unless that happens, I think it's unlikely. Jose Jersey. Jose Frenzy, go. Will the Jets or Giants make the playoffs? I think the Giants will. I think the Jets are going to have to get to 10. And for the Jets to get to 10, I mean, it's the Bears tomorrow. That's that's absolutely has to be a win. So that would be seven. And then you're at the Vikings. And, I mean, it's hard. You're hard-pressed to think the Jets win that game. Not that they couldn't, but I don't think they do. Right? So that's that's a loss. Then it's at the Bills. They're not going to win that game. So you're still at seven. Host the Lions. We'll give them a, a win against the Lions is eight. Host the Jaguars is nine. At the Seahawks and at the Dolphins. Can they win? I, I think it, I think it's 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 razor thin. It's razor. You, you have to start by winning tomorrow. You have to beat the Lions at home, and then you have to you have to beat the Jaguars at home. So the Lions and Jaguars at home, you have to win those two games, and then split in either Seattle or Miami. Miami's going to be a bear of a game. Dolphins are good. It's on the road. A lot of heat. Won't be easy. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven. Seven six. Chris and Beth Page, you're on the frenzy. If the Cowboys lose their first playoff game, do they move on from Mike McCarthy? Yes. I, 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 you have to know. I mean, my, I watched the game the other day. I'm sorry. Mike McCarthy is tremendously underwhelming. Like, they are incredibly undisciplined. Going for it on fourth down, and the play call was horrendous. I just I don't I don't think they're coached well, and I think they're very talented. Uh, Justin Knight on Twitter: Should the Falcons make a push for Saquon this offseason? Now, someone's going to pay him, but I will say this: 
I don't know that it makes sense, period, for any team to spend $15 million a year on a running back. Not that he's not great. Does it make sense for them? No. Should should the Giants spend $15 million a year on a running back? Probably not. Should the Falcons? Probably not. Somebody will because he's, he's great. But does it make sense? I mean, get, would you rather an elite cover corner or Saquon Barkley? You tell me. 1-800-919-3776. I, I'll take the cover corner any day. I'll draft a running back. I'll have Brightwell. I'll have Brita, and I'll figure it out. Darren in Newark. Darren, you're on the frenzy. Would you would you make a push for Aaron Rodgers next year with the Jets if it's possible? Uh, I don't know that, it, that that Green Bay can afford financially for him to leave. I think he's owed, he's owed a fortune of money for them. So if I'm the Jets, would I? Sure. If I'm the Jets, I'm all in on a number of guys. I'm all in on Garoppolo. I'm all in on Rodgers. I'm all in on Derek Carr. Like, if you told me the Jets had any of those three quarterbacks right now, they're right there. Like, they're, they're right there with, with – I mean, Buffalo looks like something's missing. Miami's good, but their defense is not great. New England is – if you had a good quarterback – a good, not a great quarterback, a good quarterback, you sweep New England this year. And now instead of being sitting here at 6-4, and four, you're sitting here at 8-2. and two. And you know what? Fine. You know what? Then let's say you lose Cleveland because you got unbelievably fortunate in that game. Fine. So you're 7-3. and three. Still pretty darn good. And also, mind you, undefeated in the division. Right? Greg Seattle. Oh, we're going to Seattle. Greg, you're on the frenzy. I'm, I'm down to the last five in my uh, suicide pool. Love it. And, Survivor um, pool. Be, be socially survive, acceptable. I'm sorry. Survivor pool. I, I apologize. Survivor pool. Uh, is Miami the way to go? Uh, you can't go wrong with Miami. Bucks, yeah. too. You have who? I also have the Bucks. The Bucks. No, no, have, no. The, uh, the Bucks is not a short fire. They're on the road in Cleveland this week. No. No. My, Miami's going to win that game. Absolutely. How did you make it to the final five? Uncertain whether you should take the Bucks or Miami this week. No, Miami uh, every day of the week. The only, only other team you could take over Miami... Um, would be Kansas City. But I imagine Kansas City has something attractive at some point later in the year. Kenny Bayside, Kenny Frenzy, go. The Jets play the Giants tomorrow. Who's the favorite and what's the line? Oh, I got to be honest with you. I don't, I don't know that it matters. Um, I'd probably say the Jets by, I don't know, Jets by three. But what, what's the difference? Um, Lucky Lou on Twitter. Is the Giants' first rounder next year's draft a quarterback or a wide receiver? Well, I'll say that I don't. I don't know. I don't know that you're going to pick high enough to land the quarterback. But if there's someone you love, you move up and you get him. I don't. Ca- I don't care what it takes. I don't care if it's three ones. Could you imagine if Dable got the quarterback that he loves? What he could do? All he does is has success with all these guys. And and moving from that one to this one, Rob A tweets in. Is the Daniel Jones experience over? No. I don't think it's over at all. And and I think that they're probably uncertain. And to be honest with you, I'm uncertain. I, I don't know what Daniel Jones is. I, I think he's not great. I think he's, I mean, clearly you can get to the postseason with a guy like Daniel Jones. But is that what you're looking for? Or do you want greatness out of the quarterback position? Do you buy another year and bring him in? I, I don't know. But I don't think it's over. That's for sure. Mike in Jersey. Mike, you're on the frenzy. Big Blue, better with Tyrod or Jones? Jones. 
the, the, uh, Daniel Jones has played well this year under really difficult circumstances. So I, I don't know why this take of uh, of Tyrod Taylor. If Tyrod Taylor gave them a better chance to win, you know who to be starting a quarterback? Tyrod Taylor. Anthony Queens. Anthony, you're on the frenzy. Dave, if you're the 49ers, and, and even if they get knocked out in maybe the second round, how could you sell the fan base next year on going back to Trey Lance? You have to. It, it, I mean, I don't disagree with you, but you you have to. I mean, you've invested the third pick, and you haven't seen anything. Like, the Jets have seen enough to know. The Niners have seen nothing. The guys played, what, like two games, three games so far in two seasons? So you have, you have to hand it over to him. Now, can you keep Garoppolo again and, and use him as the backup? I don't even know if you're going to spend that kind of money because you don't pay the other quarterback anything. But you you have you have to hand it over to him. Ed in Newark. Ed, you're on the frenzy. Hey, does Washington hold the thing? What did he say? Hey? He knows the rules of engagement. There's no haze in here. There's no haze in here. All right, it's fair. I mean you're a rough one, but 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 he went hay and right into it. But that's fine. Brian Connecticut. Brian, you're on the frenzy. Dan Campbell at Detroit Lions. Is he's the right coach for the team? Looks it, right? I mean, they, they come to play every week. They're getting better as the season's gone along. They have a, a multitude of, of high picks. Feels it. Swami in Brooklyn. Swami, go. Hey, Washington fan here. I see a lot of similarities between the Jets and the Washington team. Who's starting for the Redskins next year? They're the Commanders. Um, boy, I don't, I don't know. Um, I think a lot of it's going to determine how the, this year finishes out. If, if Heineke leads him to the postseason and continues to be serviceable, I think he's your starter next year. But the problem is you're good enough to be pretty good. You'll never be good enough to win anything with that quarterback situation. And Fran and Matawan. Fran, you're on the frenzy. Can Kirk Cousins lead his team on a deep playoff run this year? Can they? I mean, can they get the two seed? Yes. Can they win a playoff game at home against, I don't know, Tampa or Seattle? Yes. Or the Giants? Yes. Can they go on the road to win in San Francisco or Philadelphia? No. So I, I guess the question is, can they go to the NFC Championship game? And my answer would be unlikely, but possible. And can they go to the Super Bowl? No. And their defense is not all that good either. And there you have it, Harvey. That's it. And that's uh, that's the frenzy brought to you by Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey, the original triple blended, triple distilled, and triple cask matured Irish whiskey. Make sure to grab a Tullamore Dew during today's action. Remember, when it's game time, it's Tully time. Please enjoy responsibly. I've told you that when it comes to the Knicks, I'm, I'm accepting of what they are. But last night, again, take your head and ram it directly into the wall. We'll get to the Knicks next. 1-800-919-3776. And the Nets can get an elite performance from Ben Simmons and still not win a game they should win. All that NBA and more next on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com.
So you have an almost another hour of me, which I'm excited about, and I think we should all be excited about. Uh, let's turn our attention for a couple minutes to the NBA. I, I, I can't even – I mean, I can believe it. I find it to be so dramatically frustrating. I don't understand how the Knicks go from Tom Thibodeau's running them too hard into the ground and he demands so much on defense that it affects the guy's play to they don't play any defense. Bing bong! I mean, not a semblance of defense. Dame Lillard doesn't play for Portland last night. They show up and they go into your home arena and they they beat you in overtime. And and I am so sick and tired of looking at a box score and watching a game and it's like you can't stop the opposition. You can't stop them. I mean, I'll get me on. I didn't. I mean, I guess I, maybe I knew. I don't even know that Jeremy Grant was on Portland anymore. Like Jeremy Grant is is a guy. You want to say that? I mean, Jeremy Grant has has really gotten as much out of his talents as he can. He he's just a, he's a guy, and he goes for forty four. Forty four. He goes to the foul line. It takes twenty eight foul shots. I mean, what are you doing? You go from being a team that's defensive-oriented and and we can only win if we hold you to 100 or less to just score at will? You can't stop anybody now if you're the Knicks? Because it feels like that's what it is. I think I saw this, and if this is true, it's troubling beyond reproach. It was the first time teammates have scored 38 or more at the Garden against the Knicks. How are you losing at home to Portland? How does that happen? I mean, how can you feel any semblance of anything for the Knicks other than they're going to collapse at some point? Right? I mean, it it, it happens all the time. You win in Utah. Great. You know what? That's nice. Utah's pretty good. Utah's good at home. Utah has their full full team. There's no Jokic. That's okay. You You win in Denver. You know what? That's terrific. I'm excited but I'm home against Oklahoma City, and I get it. I don't have these grandeur, delusions of grandeur where I think the Knicks are going to win 52 games and be the three seed and you know compete with Boston. I, I swear to you, I don't. But is it unrealistic to look at the Knicks and say, you can win at home against Portland when they don't have Damian Lillard? Am I, am I asking too much? Am I asking too much to say, win at home against Oklahoma City? I mean, at what point do you look and just say it's it's broken? R.J. Barrett, and he says after the game yesterday, is nothing to worry about. Uh, color me worried. I'm, I'm absolutely worried. There is a problem. He cannot shoot. He's sick. He's not healthy. It's his fourth year. Give him some time. I've given him time. I've given him a lot of time. And again, I never had the expectation that that R.J. Barrett was going to be, you know, the, the second coming of Magic Johnson, but he can't shoot. He cannot shoot the basketball. How am I living in a world where Tom Thibodeau's teams are allowing 130 points consistently? You look at the Eastern Conference. Forget about the Boston, the Milwaukee's, and the Cleveland, and the Indiana. How does Indiana find their way to be sitting here at 11-7? and seven? Well, what they have, I mean, Miles Turner's good, and now they have the point guard. And if you look at Halliburton, I mean, every time I look at a box score, it's 13 assists, it's 15 assists, it's 20, 26 and 14 every single night. I mean, you tell me. We've had the discussion until we're blue in the face. 
of the Knicks are they're going to be in the postseason. Are they really? Can you sit here and, and in good faith tell me the Knicks are a top 10 team in the Eastern Conference? They're a half a game ahead of Miami. And Miami, like Miami the other night, played seven guys because they don't have anybody. Brooklyn, we'll get to Brooklyn in a moment as well. They're a disaster. Chicago, I mean, there's three teams. I've said it, and I stand by it. There's three teams right now that I look at in the Eastern Conference that the Knicks are, they're just better than. And that's Detroit, who might have a player that is better than the Knicks have, in Cade Cunningham, who's also hurt. That is Orlando, who I think clearly has a player better than the Knicks have in Paolo Boncaro. And that is Charlotte, who is not very good. But, I mean, you're competing with Miami, who I think might be better than you when they're healthy, and Brooklyn, who clearly talent-wise when healthy and functional and stable is better than you, and Chicago, who is right there with you. I mean, I, I just I, I give up. I just I don't know what there is to do to be a Knicks fan. It's so difficult because they should, again, you go to Boston, you lose, fine. You go to Milwaukee, you lose, fine. You go to Golden State, you lose, you don't compete. You know what? I get it. Those teams are better than the Knicks. You should lose those games. I can tolerate that. But at home to Oklahoma City? How? At home last night to Portland without their best player? How? How in the world do you lose that game? But maybe, and I've said this so much, maybe it's just, maybe it's just on me. Maybe it's just on me. Because I keep expecting something different, and I get the same result every bleeping time. Portland went to the line 51 times last night. 51 times. They played eight guys. And they go into your house and beat you. How? How does that happen? And you know what the truth is, too? The Knicks can't shoot. For, forget forget about Barrett, who has to be, I mean, what was he, like 6 of 22 last night? I think he made one of his seven threes. They can't shoot the three. You know, Brunson, and, th- and the thing that's so maddening to me is Brunson is more than you possibly expected. And you're still the same mediocre team that you've always been. Maybe it hasn't been point guard. I mean, Julius Randle is maddening. R.J. Barrett can't shoot. Mitchell Robinson can't stay on the floor. I, what, what, did he, what did he foul out? And he played like 20-something minutes last night and fouled out of the game. Does he not understand how important it is for his availability? But maybe maybe this is just what they are. And maybe it's my fault for, for believing. You know, like, and I go into it all the time. Like last night, I'm all excited. They're going to win the game. They're going to find a way. They're going to figure it out. And it's the same song and dance every single time. And the Nets, uh, they're no better. You, you, I mean, when the Nets are healthy, can they win the whole thing? Oh, give me a break. Now you talk about disappointments. I mean, y- now you have your whole team is there. Now, Ben Simmons is taking shots and making them. He went eight for eight last night. And you can't slow down Indiana. You can't slow down anybody. We suck. And I, and I get it. The defense is, is hardly a priority in the NBA. But you can't slow down the Pacers at all. Even a little bit. And you have Kevin Durant. 
right? Because remember when it was Durant, he was like, I can't, how am I supposed to do with Edmund Sumner and Royce O'Neal and Nick Claxton? Well, you played last night, and Kyrie Irving played last night, and Ben Simmons played last night, and you still lost to Indiana. So we're sitting here, and you have all the expectations in the world on your shoulders. And you're 9-11? and 11? And you're not even a, you're not even top 10 in the Eastern Conference? The, the Knicks are maddening because there's games they should win that they don't. The Nets are dis- a disaster. And it's never going to work out. So enjoy for all that it is. But New York basketball at the moment, not attractive. Not attractive. 1-800-919-3776. So you want some NBA? I'm not optimistic about it whatsoever. But I'll give you some NBA. And then maybe we'll do some soccer and back to the NFL because we still have 45 minutes to play with. You want to get in touch? I'm feisty. I got a lot to say. 1-800-919-3776. Rothenberg with you right here on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. We left you off talking NBA. How angry and frustrated and annoyed and all the emotions I feel about the Knicks. And I would think if you're a Nets fan, you feel very similar to that, right? Like if if you're a Nets fan, you have to be beside yourself as well, because you have your best player coming out and saying, "Well, how am I going to do it with this guy and this guy and this guy?" And now you actually have your full complement of guys, and you still can't win a game. I guess you can, but you didn't win the game last night. Because, again, you can't play defense in the biggest moments. So it's just it's very, very frustrating. Knicks, I feel personally. Nets, I feel through you. Fran Massapequa. Fran, good morning. You're on 98.7. Good morning. Good morning, Dave. How are you, my friend? I'm doing really well, Fran. I, I, I've missed you. Yeah. I'd like to get your number and text back and forth with you during the games. That, that would be so I don't, much fun. I don't, I don't see maybe that down happening. The road, maybe down the road, you know what I mean, we'll work it out. You know what I mean? Because we have a mutual good friend, so you can, you know, I'm not crazy or anything like that. But no, my road, concern maybe. is not that you're crazy. Here's the thing. All right, I'm in a group text with the people at work, and I, and I can't no, stand that. No, I hate that. group texts. I'm not a group no, text No, I know, guy, but I don't, I, don't, I don't. Here's the thing. I, I want to just be by myself. I'm not looking to watch uh, games and have you or John Winthrop or Rick or RJ Array. I don't I don't want to be bothered by anybody. So it's not. No, I totally agree with you that. I just you mean read. that I can get into that every once in a while. Text you, you know, hey Dave, did you see that? You know, I just I think one day we'll become you know okay like that. I think one day. Uh, listen, I'm going to be honest with you because I'm I don't see it happening, but I appreciate you trying to push down this path. Oh, that hurts. Wow. All right. Um. <laughs> I'll get there. But anyway, listen, we'll, we'll beat the dead horse. You got the Knicks. You got the – I mean, they just they, – they, it's like the Mets. I mean, it's just you think, wow, this is going to be great. We got Brunson. The team's a little better. We got rid of some dead wood. And it's just the same flat thing. It's the same. And it's but, just, but, uh, Fran, I, I, don't, I don't like your comparison. The, the Mets are legitimate. The Mets are legitimate. The Mets were a playoff team. The Mets, the, the Mets is not fair. The Mets are are trending in the right direction. The Knicks are are treading you. water. I agree with you 100. percent But I just before I go, I want to say one thing. I'm a diehard Knicks fan. Yeah. I just want to say that the, the Brooklyn Nets with Kevin Durant. I, yeah, you really got to see how this Kevin Durant operates. But just what an absolute maybe 
the biggest disappointment ever put together as far as sports goes. I mean, we heard how these guys are oh, there healthy. Just like you said, if they're healthy, they're going all the way. They're doing this. They're doing that. This is one of the biggest colossal failures of all time. And we had to listen to net fans for a couple of years that, oh, we're going to win it. You guys suck. We're going to win it. We're... They are a disgrace. At least we fill the building, and we're maybe headed in the right direction. Maybe. The, the but reg- regard- regardless, not great. even comparing, Fran, not even comparing the Knicks to the Nets. Right. Thanks for the call. The Nets, yeah. the Nets what, what, a, what a disaster this has been. I mean, you, you think of who you've had here. You've had James Harden. You've had Kyrie Irving. You've had Kevin Durant, and you can't sniff. You can't sniff an NBA Finals. With that talent, I mean, uh, it's it's embarrassing is what it is. Ed in Newark. Ed, good morning. You're on 98.7. Hey, good morning. Um, so, yeah, um, at the game, circled the game on the calendar. My son is down for Rutgers for the holidays. Uh, so we're, you know, we're happy-go-lucky. We figure no Lillard. Um, and they – and they lay that egg. I mean, they, they allowed 132 points, and they didn't have their best player. Yeah, and, and the thing is that, and this is more of the same. I, I, you know, I'm 53 years old. You know, I was at lucky. I was lucky enough to, to 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 watch. You know, those teams that 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 I was at the Garden and watched and and, and watched the the, the 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 championship against uh, Houston and San Antonio. I mean, they lost the five games. At least they got there, right? And since then. It's just been a debacle straight from the top, from ownership to management to the players. And, and quite frankly, it's frustrating. Uh, I just don't see the silver lining. And then they give Randall this contract. Like, I don't – like, where are they going now? I, they, and they and go, players don't no, want to come nowhere. to New York. And, and, and I know I've said this numerous times, and thanks for the call, but we had this, this belief that we're being held back because we don't have a point guard. And the point guard position is so important – and when you don't have a point guard, it's glaring how how weak you are in other areas. But now you have the point guard, and it's the same song and dance. Right? I mean, Jalen Brunson, if I would have said to you, did you expect Jalen Brunson to be this good? You would have said no. Like, he's better than you even anticipated. And you still, I mean, Mitchell Robinson is always in foul trouble. And Julius Randle still does his thing where it's, you know, it's the black hole. And R.J. Barrett can't shoot. And now you don't play defense. Like, there's always some reason why it doesn't work out. And maybe I should just be accepting of it. For some reason, I can't. And it always bothers me. Andy in Westchester. Andy, good morning. You're on 98.7. Uh, you know, you are so on point with everything. I just had to call in. You know, when they first hired Tibbs, I thought, okay, fine. You know, he's going to get as much as he can out of these guys. But it seems like his track record is he sort of wears out his welcome every two after two or three years. And this team right now is just not responding. And the main thing is, first of all, I don't know what his plan is and what he does on offense. The ball doesn't move. Guys don't move. Even up threes, it you know, forget the offense. But, okay, he's the Mr. Defensive Guru. The main thing I see with this guy is there is we're always down. Third quarter, we always lose the third quarter, which seems to me is this guy is not making adjustments. And isn't that, whether it's football, basketball, 
hockey. You make adjustments during during well, those. Andy, those, why uh, why are we why are we so excited? And again, again, I get it. It's it's a different sport. But when you watch the Giants and they go out there and they put up their seven or or ten points in the first half, and they go into the locker room and they come out and they like they make adjustments, which makes them better. Now it didn't work out on Thanksgiving Day, but for the most part this season, the Giants have made the adjustments that in the second half it's different and they're better. And the it, Knicks frustratingly so they never do right now they it doesn't happen never never not not just this year last year i i I, you know i don't have numbers but if you look at it it's crazy we lose every third quarter it's the it's the killer quarter for us it's bad listen i I, thanks for the call I i don't know what else to say it's it's really bad and it's a continued problem and how does it get better i don't know I mean, I, I think that they're, you know, individually. Like, you look at the Knicks, you're like, that's a pretty good player, and that's a pretty good player, and that's a good point guard, and that's a good coach, and Mitchell Robinson should be better. And, like, like individually, you look at them, and, and there is talent there. But when you put it together, it just it doesn't add up to being as good as I think it should be. And, again, I don't have these, these wild ideas that they're going to be great, but you should win the games that you should win, and they don't do that. And that's what I find frustrating. I'm going nowhere. Another half hour to play with. We're going to go soccer, football, basketball. Next right here, 98.7 ESPN.